The Football Mental Health Alliance podcast. A mental health podcast for grassroots football. Our aim, to boldly delve into the intersection of mental health and football. We feature notable experts and ex-pros who are not afraid to share their wisdom and personal journeys with mental health. cut it from here. Right, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. Before we kick off, could you just let everyone know who you are, what you do, who you do it for, what your background is and why you're here? Okay, so my name's Hannah Marriage. I um, have recently just been awarded um, new Volunteer of the Year Award um, by the FA, so National um, Award at Grassroots. Um, and that's for the work I do as a welfare officer for One Walking Football Team, the Walking Football League, the Ability Counts, which is the Disability League, the Women and Girls League, all three are countywide, and I've also taken on um, welfare officer of my local youth football club, um, and also do the secretary role now for the walking football league. So you've not so much to involved. do then. You've not much to do yeah. then, have you? I suppose. No. You know, must have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> I don't know how I fit in sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I do all that. I'm also a level one coach, but I don't coach my own team. I'm more offer support where necessary. Um, and I'm a level three medic. Um, so at the moment, we have medics externally coming in um, to the Walking Football League. But the plan is, and we've just applied for a grant to train up our own medics across the teams within the county. So we're giving back to the teams as well as providing something for the league. So I'll be leading on that project as well if the funding is successful. Great. And I suppose by, you know, sort of allowing them to learn this, you're empowering them even more, aren't you? You're empowering the, the players and everyone involved even more, which will give them more confidence, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. That's the plan. Part of our bid is to make sure we've got like resource any dummy, dummies so that we can even set up on our match days a little area where anyone from the community can come along and have a go. Um, I'm a firm believer in sharing that basic yeah. skill. You don't need to go on a course to learn yeah. how to do chest compressions or use a defib. The more people we can teach and educate, the more likelihood we have of people knowing what to do should that situation ever arise it's a brilliant so, idea yeah, that. having idea. it having it there on match days is a brilliant idea because you're going to get people curious to start with what's this person doing with a dummy and they're going to curiosity leads to questions which leads to learning doesn't it so i think that's a fantastic idea a hundred percent and you know it we get loads of people now coming to watch our match days right from kiddie you know, so it'd be really great to educate as many people as possible and just yeah. give them those very basic skills. So, but I think that kind of comes from a nursing background. So I'm a mental health nurse by background. Um, and like health and well-being has always been quite high on my agenda. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why my partner was like, you need to be getting involved and helping with our welfare side of things, always coming yeah. to me and asking me questions like how can we make things better from a health yeah. and wellbeing perspective. So I've always kind of helped with those sorts of things. And it's the walking football club that supported me in getting in getting my training. Uh, so up to level three medic training through that. Um, and they've been really great. So, because they can see the benefit of it, knowing that there's yeah. someone on site, you know, yeah. any injury that happens, there's someone yeah. there who knows what to do, knows how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's kind of all the stuff that I do within football. And then, as I mentioned, my background's in mental health nursing. Um, I love working within sport, though. So, do now. I'm now developing my own company in kind of life coaching, but with a focus yeah. on sport. So working with players, coaches, teams, individuals to help them improve in ways that they may not have thought possible. So looking at things like growth mindset, which we're going yeah. to be talking a lot about later um, and helping them come up with ways to improve rather than focus on things that have happened in the past yeah yeah so just just quickly and we've skirted over this award yeah so could you could you tell us what what how that came about and and what it is and etc uh, so every year the fa will announce that you know put your nominations in for these yeah. awards um and what happens is that everyone puts their nominations in they go to your county fa's County FAs then choose their regional winners. Yep. Um, and whoever's won at regional level then goes to Big FA and they choose an overall winner out of that. Um, so I was the overall winner at national level. Fantastic. Which meant that I got to go to Wembley for the Community Shield game. Um, there was a real big awards ceremony yeah. um, and every person who won an award then got um, an extra gift or experience with it. So like the groundskeeper got to go round the grounds with the Wembley groundskeeper yeah. to see what they do. The coaches got to go visit the dressing rooms and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, me... I got to carry the chair, the community shield. That was my dream. You got to carry the what? Sorry. I carried the actual community shield Did you? up to the royal box <laughs> at the end of the game. Fantastic. Um, I got to do all the backstage things, yeah. or all the medals laying in the tray. I carried the gold medals um, as well. So, yeah, that was my thing. And Brilliant. then I got to go pitch side. So when Arsenal lifted the trophy, yeah. I was like a stone's throw away from Fantastic. them pitch side. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Brilliant. Tell me you got loads of uh, photos. Oh yeah, we got loads of photos of it. My award itself was presented by John Barnes. Um, we all got like proper awards, and then we've got T-shirts that say like what our award is for yeah. and it was signed by all the guests that was there so John Barnes was there Southgate was there Brilliant. Um, Jeff Hurst was there even did some karaoke 
at the after party, which was pretty cool. John Barnes did his famous rap. Love, um, love Digger. So, love yeah, it, it was great, actually. It was a really Brilliant. special day. Fantastic. So. That's really good that they do that and recognise. And I, I think the only thing I'd say about that, Hannah, is I wish they'd tell more people about that, you know, what you've done, you know, because we hear about award winners, but we don't actually, well, I certainly don't, and I'm on, obviously on FA email list, we don't get to see that. You know, we don't get to see what the, you know, and I think it'd be good PR for FA if they, if they push that more, definitely, you know. I mean, I think we did try, like, there was obviously all the tweets about it. The County FA obviously did yeah. their own posts about yeah. it. They've got their awards coming up, um, so I'll win again, because <laughs> obviously <laughs> I ran one at yeah. regional first. Um, so I think they do try, but I think it's really difficult sometimes for the FA to talk about grassroots because everyone still focuses so much on Premier League because that's where the money is, which is a shame, but that's... But what feeds, what feeds the Premier League? What feeds the Premier League? Grassroots. Every, exactly. every week, more kids are going into academies and coming out of academies and... I know that a lot of players in the Premier League have, you know, from, you know, foreign and from abroad. But, you know, we what happens on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon and morning mm -hmm. is the heartbeat of the English game. And what we saw last night against Italy, you know, what underpins all that? People like you, <laughs> people that are on that pitch, kids playing, adults playing, all the volunteers. And, you know, I think that, yeah, everyone focuses on Premier League. It's exciting and that's where money is. But... I, it all I, started there, said, doesn't it? It all starts at that. Get your foundations right, yeah, exactly. and everything else will, will be better. So, right. So we're going to talk about developing a growth mindset. So yes. not just on the pitch, because I think, as I, as I said to you, if, if we talk about things that developing growth mindsets on on the pitch, it'll be only be applicable to a percentage of the audience, and it'll only be used once or twice a week. If mm -hmm. we talk about developing a growth mindset in your life it's applicable to everyone and we can all use it every day 100%. so start with how would you define a growth mindset and why is it important for improving mental well-being so growth mindset is really about how you can improve areas of your life how you can take all those basic skills that you've got and make them even better yeah. Um, and I think it's important for most people because that's how you develop and grow in general. Yeah. But the difficulty I think that a lot of people have is that they go, well, I can't do that. I'm not good at that. So what's the point? Yeah. And it's very easy to allow those negativities to kind of creep in. And then you've also got another group of people who, just can't be bothered they're quite content yeah. in yeah. being where they are yeah so it, it is about breaking down some of those barriers and trying to identify areas in your life that you want to improve on first and foremost and yeah. then working out ways in which you can improve on those parts of your life yeah. and not being so hard on yourself yeah I think we're all our worst critics aren't we Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's about trying to turn your experiences, whether they be good or bad, into 
all having a learning element to it mm. you know good experiences it's very easy to do that you know you can see your progression you're excited about what you've done you're going to remember it take something from it it's the bad experiences that <clears throat> you kind of have to do a little bit more legwork with it mm. and you you have to look for those positives and try and turn that into some form of learning so like when, I know you, you talk, mentioned some people just don't want to have a, a growth mindset. And, and I think, you know, personally, I think that's that's each to their own. And, and I think the world yeah. needs the world needs a whole myriad of different types of people to, to make it work, etc. But what if what if I'm a person that doesn't have a growth mindset, doesn't really know what a growth mindset is because I've lived all my life in a just a, you know, the that I'm just living, how do I start to work out areas in my life that I need to, you know, deal with or 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 grow? What what's the what's if I'm sat there going, I want to, I want to, you know, be a better person, you know, or, or I want to be the best version of myself. I'm not sure how, and I don't know what's actually stopping me doing that. How what ideas could you give around me giving myself like a self audit of where I am yeah <clears throat> so I mean lots of different there's loads of things out there around a thing called level 10 life right I don't know, something you've heard of um I've adapted it for um what I do and I call it the circles of life but I also have one more specifically for like coaching or hmm. playing football and the idea is, is that you break down areas of your life. So it, when I'm looking at life in general, I, I break it down like this. Right. I have what's called circle, the circles of life, I like to call it. Yeah. So this one up here is love life. Yeah. That doesn't mean you've got to be happy in a marriage with kids. And it's looking at your life right now and going, Am I content with how that area of my life is? Yeah. And then it's filling in the circle. How much of that circle is filled? Yeah. So I've got family and friends, fun and recreation, career, finances, then physical health, mental health, nutrition yeah. and fitness. Right. Now, like I say, there's loads of different type versions of that called level 10 life where you score the different sections out of 10. Yeah. Um. I just prefer the visual yeah. of, of the pie chart. Bit, bit um, like a wheel of there's a wheel of life, isn't there? As yeah, well, a wheel of thing, life is another yeah. one. Um, and the idea is that you you can then break down where all of those areas of your life, and yeah. from that you can see which areas you're happy with. Yeah. And which areas you're not so happy with, and from that you can then go, okay. What am I going to do about it? Yeah. Because that's where you go from that sort of, oh, I want to do something, but I, don't, I can't put my finger on it, to yeah. then being able to go, actually, that yeah. is the bit yeah. that I need to change. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they feed into each other. You know, it, it could be that your physical health is fine, but 
your nutrition and fitness ain't too great and you're beginning yeah. to think that it's going to start impacting your physical health for example career and finances they tend to go hand in hand uh the same with your fun and recreation you know a lot of people are like if, if money is an issue it can mm -hmm. impact everything you know but then it's working out what are the key parts of that that you then want to develop yeah and work yeah on. It's a bit like when if someone says to me, oh, I'm just really frustrated. And I'll, mm. and I'll say, what are you frustrated with? Everything. And I say, well, no, it's not everything. It's not, you know, and, and the reason you think it's everything is because you've not broken it down and, and you know, looked at it. It's a bit like, you know, a car engine's not working and someone's saying it, it's knackered. Well, it's not. It's probably one part in there, but you've got to find that part to work out what's not working to change it. And then the car will start or the engine will start working. But I'm not a mechanic, but you know the analogy. So, yeah, yeah. it's a bit like a it's a bit like a to do list as well, isn't it? You know, when you've got yeah. so many things in your head and you feel a bit overwhelmed, I've got so much to do. Just write it down mm. and it all becomes clearer, doesn't it? Oh, and then once you've written it down, you can then prioritize, you know, you can say, right, then first three things are going to take 30 seconds. I'll get rid of them. Boom. Straight away. You're seeing progress, aren't you? You're seeing development and you you start gaining power and you start gaining confidence through that, don't you? And that I presume that's similar thing. It is very similar. And I think for those people who think to themselves, well, it's it's a pointless exercise. I've got nowhere that I need to grow. I, I think mm. when they do this sort of exercise, they suddenly realise, well, actually, no, maybe there is. You know, a lot of people feel are like, oh, no, no, everything's fine. But when they do something like that and then they go, actually, I'm not really doing much for me. I'm not doing much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm helping everyone else, for example. I get that a lot with mums, yeah. you know, their school run here, they're doing stuff around the house, they've got a career. When they stop and think about it, they're doing nothing yeah. for themselves. Yeah. Okay, well, how do we change that? What 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 did you used to enjoy when yeah. you were growing up? Is there something that you can start doing again? You know, I'm I made that sort of discovery myself and so took up playing netball again. Don't ask how I fit this all in. <laughs> but, you know, um, so yeah, I just decided, you know what, that's something I used to enjoy. I'm going to give it another bash. Yeah. Uh, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of us like we go on to autopilot, don't we? And we live in those lives without actually realizing, as you said, you know, school runs, work, you know, football. You know, if when you if if you're a, a parent, guardian, carer of a of a young person that's involved in football, it can take your whole week up. You know, like my lad, he'll train two or three times a week. He'll play on a weekend. You know, you're ferrying them around everywhere. And, you know, your, your life, I suppose, does revolve around them. But I, you've got to be careful, haven't you, that by saying yes to everyone else, you're not actually saying no to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's to get that balance right, isn't it? It's mm. finding that space where you can take care of yourself and, and I think self-care is so important in all yeah. of this because that's where the growth mindset kind of comes from and starts. You need to take that pause and that moment for yourself to then realise what you want to do next. Yeah, yeah. So how would you, what would you recommend someone that's got, you know, you we're all busy, you know, no matter what we do, life comes quick, doesn't it? You know, yeah. regardless of what you do day to day, life comes quick and it goes quick in my experience. And I think older you get, quicker it goes. That's what I'm experiencing yes. now. Yes. So, so how would you, how would you 
what what ideas could you give someone that's that sort of seems to be running at 100 mile an hour all the time you know literally and 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 you know sort of in the head as well how could we you know stop obviously we've said we can do these the wheel of life or these these breakdown audit your life but what what simple things could we do on a day-to-day basis to maybe slow slow us down if you like and i don't mean that in a negative way i just mean just to be able to you know put brakes on a tiny bit and allow us to think and get some headspace so i always say to people who feel like they're really busy to do something in a mindful way every day but it doesn't have to be anything new and i think i think that that's the biggest hold up for people they're like well i I do so much already i don't have time to do something yes yeah and it's not about creating more time it's more about doing something you already do but slightly different yeah yeah so when you say someone spend some time being mindful everyone's automatically goes in oh, i'm not going to meditate i'm not going to do mm. that that's not what mindfulness is about yeah. mindfulness is about being present in a moment so one thing that most adults enjoy cup of coffee in the morning or a yeah. cup of tea yeah. yeah normally that cup of tea is on the side and you're drinking it whilst rushing around doing loads of other things yeah what I say to people, sit down and drink your tea. Just yeah. do that one thing. Yeah. But really focus on that cup of tea. Yeah. What what is it that you're doing? What how does that cup of tea make you feel? Do you feel it going down your throat into yeah. your stomach? What can you hear around you? Um ironically, I've used this technique with smokers and got them to quit as well. Right. Um when you tell someone to really focus on smoking that cigarette rather than yeah. it just being a everyday yeah. thing, the amount of people turn and say, it's absolutely disgusting. I don't yeah, want to do yeah. it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 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 but yeah, it's about doing something mindfully. So for me, it's not my coffee in the morning, it's my bath at night. Yeah. That's my time. I enjoy that time. Yeah. I completely de-stress. Something yeah. that I do every day anyway. So it's not an extra thing that I've got to find yeah. time for. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the important thing. You're just aware of it. It's an example that I've done with myself is taking the taking my dog out on a morning, you know, if I take it out in the morning or on, a, on an evening or whenever. What I'd, what I was finding myself doing is really sort of walking as quick as I can to get my steps up, to get my heart rate up. So I'm coming back sweating. And I found myself thinking, oh, God, I can't be bothered walking her today. And I always did. And it's because I wasn't, and I thought, no, just just took her out and went out for the same amount of time that we would, but just walked at a pace where I could take everything in, where I could think about other things apart from what's my rate, what, how quick am I walking, am I sweating? And that has made dog walks enjoyable again I, I love walking anyway she's a fantastic dog and we interact and stuff but it were all rushed so I could you know get a get a get a walking as far as I could as quick as I could and I was sweating and you know and it's I've turned it and many and the more enjoyable the walks now the more enjoyable I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what's around me I'm taking things in I'm taking sights in I'm it allows me to be grateful you know be grateful as well and that's another thing 
I wanted to discuss and we can maybe move on to that now where mm-hmm. how would you how would you sort of put together gratitude and a growth mindset do they work hand in hand a hundred percent I think it's really important that everyone takes a moment to be grateful every day you know and I think it's it's one of the things we struggle with because as a society like we touched on we are all quite negative yeah um but it is about trying to think of some good that's happened in a day and it it doesn't have to be massive milestones you know it could just be that one of your kids said thank you when they don't normally after a meal or you were out somewhere and a stranger held a door open for you you know you still got a roof over your head the sun was shining I think if we can all find something good in a day, then that's going to help shape how you see things in general. And then when you do make a mistake or feel like you've done something wrong, you don't dwell on it in a negative way. You try to look at it more from a point of view of, okay, that's happened. What good can I still take from it? Yeah. What do I need to do next? What do I need to learn to stop that happening again? And then that's how you grow. And I think, again, it's trying not to be on autopilot as well, because when things bad, you know, when negative things do happen and there's obviously different levels of negativity, you know, serious illnesses, them are the sort of things that it's very difficult to gain any positivity from. I'm not saying people should. But as things happen on a daily basis that are frustrating, like I said, I think we're all on auto, a lot of us are on autopilot. So we just tick it in, moan about it internally and carry on. As you said, instead of, and you don't have to literally stop, do you? You just have to try and stop that thought in your head. And as you're doing something else, process it and try and look at it in a different manner. And I think it becomes a habit with myself. You know, we can be, you can have a, a fixed mindset habitually, but you can change that into a growth mindset habitually. Whereas you said, you, you then start seeing things in a different light and looking at them and trying, how can I, how can I grow from this as opposed to how can it, you know, pee me off for want of a better yeah. term. And then if you apply that to your footballing and you, like from a coaching perspective, yeah. I think sometimes that that can happen whereby you get so used to right this day's training, it's at this time, I'm gonna turn up, I'm gonna put my boots on, I'm gonna do two or three drills. Yeah. Normally the same handful of drills on repeat, then we're gonna play a bit of a match, then I go home. Whereas if the coach then suddenly goes, okay, they've got used to this. I'm going to throw something new at at them. It changes. And then the players then go, oh, this is different. Yeah. Never thought of that. And and that's where the team then begins to think, okay, now we can grow as a team because we're not on that autopilot mode. Yeah. Yeah. So how, just briefly, let's talk about, you know, a coach and players then how how can a coach begin to communicate growth mindset into into his or her players at all ages you know how can you how can you begin to you know obviously you, you don't have the time as a grassroots coach to sit down and have a 30 minute chat about growth mindset and get them to fill in you know powerpoints and stuff like that but you know how could we start as a coach to talk about and educate around growth mindset on and off the pitch i think a good way is to develop like a team ethos. So when you're having that chat about the match that's coming up at the weekend, asking the players, you know, 
what's your idea? What do you, like, everyone's obviously going to say they want to win. How much do you yeah. want to win by? Who do you think would be the right person's person to score the goal? How do we get that to happen then? And then you get the kids all talking and saying, well, actually, I'm good in this position. And then we can pass it here. And, and before you know it, you're like, okay, well, let's try that play that we just talked about. Yeah. Let's see if it actually works. You know, and you get that then creates them communicating better and they're talking better. And then everyone walks away from that training a little bit more excited. When you come to that match day, you're saying, right, do you remember that ethos? Do you remember yeah. that goal that we had, that vision that we had? Let's put it into play today. And then if things ain't going so great, it's the coach just constantly reminding me, we've got that vision. Yeah. yeah. Keep that in your mind. Don't focus on what's happened. Just keep that vision in your mind because you can do it. Mm. Uh, I'm a true believer in the more you tell yourself you can do something, oh, yeah. the more likely that's yeah. going to happen. And, and on the reverse as well, the more you tell 100%. yourself you can't do it, the more things don't work out for you, the more things go wrong and the more if you like that sort of thing, the universe law of attraction works against you, I think. It is. It, it, it is. I totally get you. There's things that I've done in my life that I can only put down to, I don't want to go in, you know, some people don't believe in it or understand it, the law of attraction and things like that. There's some things that have happened that, you know, and I've studied so many people around this sort of thing and, and a lot of famous people, actors, sports people have said, I manifested it. You know, I, I, obviously the work, nothing comes, no one gives you anything without hard work yeah. and belief. Underpinning that with manifesting what you want is, is a, you know, I, I think is a key thing. I think it was Jake or Logan Paul, you know, they were, they came from nothing to biggest YouTube stars in the world. And one of them said, I manifested it. I manifested mm -hmm. that I was going to be the biggest entertainment person in the world. And it sounds bonkers. It sounds bizarre. But that's what it happened. is true, though, because uh, I'm sure Michael Jordan in an interview turned around and said, you know, every time he goes to shoot, he visualizes that he goes mm. in the net. Yeah. And even when it doesn't, in his mind, it has. Yeah. And he never focuses on. Mm. But because he sees it every single time. Yeah. 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 How many times has he actually yeah. really missed? It, it, we're talking a handful here because he's always got that mindset. And yeah. it's no different. It, it, in football, you know, if you're a striker, if you've got that mindset every time I yeah. kick the ball towards mm. that net, it's going in, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I said to my lad, though, I said, like, I said, you always miss more than you score. Because if you scored every time you shot, you'd be you'd be thousands of goals. Like, you know, I said to him, I said, how many, how many times does Harry Kane miss before he scores? You know, it, it, he's missed more than he scored, and that's what makes him so good. And But it's then turning that, going back to a growth mindset, that... Oh, the next one will come. The next one will come. The next, and that's what football is. It's a confidence mm -hmm. game, isn't it? It's, it's people think it's played with your feet, but it's not. It's played with your head and your mind. I think ninety percent upstairs and ten percent with your feet. Personally, you know that that's that's how I believe that football is. It's all upstairs. Yeah, I mean, I I think you could apply that to life though in general. Um, and I think one of the things that I'm really glad of that came out of COVID was the fact that mental health suddenly became such a big thing. Mm. I think before that, the amount of stigma that was attached to it, yeah. the, the idea of, oh, no, that, you know, you don't want to talk about that. Uh, mm. it, it was almost like people had 
a disconnect with their own brain. Yeah. And just like your physical health, everyone's got it. Everyone's yeah, yeah, got mental yeah, health yeah. because everyone's got a brain. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like I say, since COVID, since there was that injection of actually a lot of people are suffering. Yeah. You know, like no one had walked so much in their lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and instantly it was like, oh, health and well-being's up because everyone's out exploring nature. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it's true. And it, it's really good to see that this agenda is now being pushed. And I think more people are beginning to realise that actually your brain kind of impacts a lot of things. Everything. Everything. You know, everything it, starts and ends with it, I think. Exactly. But I think it, that that's almost been ignored for so many years. You know, like I've just watched the Beckham documentary. Yes. I don't know if you've yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, I watched two of them. I'm too into it, yeah. But like around that point when you hear about all the stuff that he mm. went through mm. you can't imagine someone being left alone like that now no. you no, no, no. I, I don't think that would happen now i think people would be jumping on that a lot quicker you know you've got more and more teams now looking at getting psychologists in for example to kind of help mm. with all of that but i think that is why something like what you're doing now and what we're doing mm. in this conversation I think is so vital because it, mm. it is getting people to realise actually we do need to take care of our mental yeah. health as well as our physical health because that's what's going to make us great players. I had a conversation with a couple of people a week or so ago talking about this. There were a couple of referees and like, you know, it were a bit oh, mental health and they didn't understand it which i'm not saying they should because it's like physical health we don't always understand how to no. do the best at the gym or what you know so it's, it's an education personally for me i think mental health is anyway i'm talking to him and i said like i said okay physical and mental health one and the same wow i said okay so you're refereeing a game you run up pitch and you tweak your hamstring and it hurts and you're, you're struggling that's physical health yeah yeah get that okay you're refing a game you make a few decisions Fewer people in crowd are on your back. Fewer players are on your back. You start doubting yourself. You start not blowing whistle because you're not sure. You get a bit anxious. I said, that's mental health. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get it. I said, so it's not, it's pretty simple, actually. It's, mm. you know, how you, what, what you're thinking upstairs and how that affects your, 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 your entire body and your thought process. And I just said, when you start doubting and get a bit anxious because someone's had a go at you because you've made a, bad decision are you giving a penalty that shouldn't that's mental health mate yeah i get it you know and, and i think when you break things down simply into terms that people can understand they're more willing to then want to learn aren't they that's my you know personal definitely. view definitely i think for so long mental health like has been stigmatized as being people who you know are hearing voices doing strange things trying to end their lives or all these extreme situations where actually it it isn't majority of the cases are just those who they struggle in certain situations because they get too anxious mm. or mm. they're feeling a bit low because they've been they've had these negative thought processes for a while yeah. and they don't know how to get out of them so and I think that is something that everyone can relate to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, talking about that, then let's move on to 
when we talk, when we you've been saying about people getting anxious and and you know what the what they're thinking inside and saying to themselves, let's talk about the role of self-talk then, mm-hmm. and you know how how does it affect our emotional and mental well-being on a day-to-day basis? Massively. I mean, I said it right at the start. I think we are all our own worst critic. You know, um, and for me, the power of affirmations. Yeah is your self-talk um it, it is so important so it's almost like giving yourself a pep talk and there are loads of people out there who do do it but i think that that can be so key whether that be for life whether it be before you go out and kick a ball uh, before a big interview you know it, it can apply to so many things um one of the things that I use self-talk for was around my own personal battle with food and weight. Right. And it was like I'd, I'd tried diets and then be like, that doesn't work. Then I'd get really healthy and I'd go on a massive health binge and think, yeah, this is great. And then something would happen. I'd be like, oh, I just want to eat loads of chocolate. And then I'd feel guilty. And Yeah. I'm sure there are loads of people out there who can relate to that sort of thing. Oh, cycle. God, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started to think to myself, you know, I've got two kids at home. I would not treat my kids the way I'm treating myself around yeah. food and health and everything else. I would never look at them and say, you're too fat. Yeah. You know, they are beautiful kids. Why aren't I thinking or doing that? with me yeah so I started doing my own bit of self-talk of standing in front of the mirror and looking at myself and just saying you're all right as you are yeah I couldn't quite get to the point of saying I like me yeah straight away that took yeah. a bit of time yeah but actually just looking in the mirror and telling myself that I'm all right I don't need to change that then kind of prompted me to go actually I don't because I'm all right I don't need to be so harsh on myself and I just started eating better because that was what was felt right for me I was loving myself again yeah and then I found that I did lose a bit of weight yeah I did get healthy yeah and I'm happy yeah so I think it's the same with you know if you want that job I think a lot of people have will say I want something or yeah. I wish I could be something. Mm. Self-talk and affirmations is where you change that want or wish into a I am statement. Yeah, I was going to say I, I am statement. Yeah, yeah. And then it's the saying it over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. I always had the caveat of if you're going to say it say it to your face yeah a lot of people will write them in a book and put a book yeah. up like that yeah and be like i am yeah. and just read it yeah. i say stand in front of a mirror yeah look yourself in the eye and yeah. say it yeah and actually yeah that's hard that yeah. is so hard yeah. but when you start doing it more and more and then you get the confidence to look at yourself and tell yourself yeah i have got this yeah. you know it ain't too bad. I am a good player. I am whatever that statement is. That's when 
again the growth mindset comes yeah. in because yeah. you you start to feel a certain way and it makes you want yeah. to do more yeah like learn a skill so i don't know in, in football it could be that you you've watched a game and you've seen someone tackle in a certain way and you've gone oh i like that I'll find the clip on YouTube, mm. I'll watch it a few times, and then I'll go practice it. In life, it could be, I don't know, someone's done something in a certain way at school, and you, you want to learn how to do that. It could be a math sum, or the way they've written something in English. Mm. Um, for a more mature player, it could be that they've seen something at work, a job promotion's come up and it means learning a new skill okay how do i find out about yeah. that skill yeah. that job sounds interesting and it it all kind of spirals from that i think that definitely they're my am statements i think for me it goes back to when where we started where we're all running about so quickly that we we might have the courage or the 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 belief of these i am statements but because we're running about so quick we don't always remember to do them you know, mm -hmm. we, you know, get out of the shower and then I'll do my I am statements and then phone might ring or, you know, you might have to go and do something and then you get to, I ain't done them. And it goes back to, I think, slowing down habits, I am. And then, mm -hmm. and, and I totally agree with you. You sit down and it is so empowering. At first, to a lot of us, it might sound a bit daft and a bit cringy. And I get that. that. <laughs> but when, you, when you've done it for a bit, you actually start believing it. You actually start believing yourself, don't you? And to me, that is the key, Hannah, to success. I said to my son all the time, just be, you've got to believe in yourself. If you don't, Jude, no one else will. I believe in you. I always will believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. And these I am statements, it is so patent. You get this feeling inside you that sort of says, you know, I nearly swore then, bloody hell, I, I am. I am. Mm. And, and this is reminding me to go back to that. But I think, and then it goes back to what you said about the audit and writing things down. So if you write these I am statements down, it might even be just that you take that little notebook into the bathroom with you and, 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 and within a week you'll remember them all. But if you don't know what you are, as in, you know, write the I am statements down, think, right, what, am, what, I, what do I want to be? And that's when your I am statements can come from. Mm. I mean, I used to put mine on post-it notes and stick them to yeah. the mirror. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's how I yeah. used to do it. But yeah. another thing that you can do, if if I am statements aren't quite you, you don't, yeah. you're not a talker, because some people aren't. Um, the other option you can do is vision boards. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I like both. I do a vision board start of every year. And that is where I'll put down key phrases or things that I want to remember this year. Could be images of places I want to maybe visit. Yeah. Um, the type of person I want to be. So I'll, I'll get like an image of a celebrity dressed a certain way, for example. Not that I want to be that celebrity, but the way they present themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Relates to me. And that's how yeah. I want to be seen, you know. Um, and I'll, I'll put it all out on a vision board. Uh, I did it on paper this year. I think next year I'm going to try and do it digitally so I can have yeah. it in a screensaver as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Great but idea. That That's another way if you're not too keen on talking, because there are people who aren't quite verbal, so even talking to yourself seems a bit, yeah. or the talking to yourself just seems too daft. This, that's another way yeah. if 
you're looking at something like that every day and it's got those key phrases that are going to motivate you, you've got like, I don't know, your favourite football player or yeah. your your favourite ref or whatever, like on that po- poster, it could be Southgate if you're a coach, for example. Yeah. You're like, I wouldn't be like him. Yeah. Um. Then you've got that to look at on a daily basis yeah. and just to give you that, okay, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is who I'm going to be this year. That that could the, the vision board then could be a good way in to people that are a bit, you know, um not 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 comfortable doing the I am statements to themselves. That could be a good way in. Because when you start 100%. seeing that, you start believing it. And I think like if I were to say to someone, Oh, I don't like doing it, I feel stupid, I'll say, Well, there's only you in this room. So by doing this is gonna it's gonna enable you to grow because you're gonna mm-hmm. push through a barrier. That, that you're putting that you're giving yourself that you can't do it and the only person that's going to be judging you is that person in the mirror you know and that's maybe yeah. been the issue i think as well though some people find it easier to be more visual yeah like if they've never done anything like this before to yeah. then suddenly write a statement and start saying it to believe it there's a there's a bit of that mental block whereas if yeah. you get them to say okay well yeah. What do you want to be? What do you want your year to look like? What yeah, do you want yeah. to be like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're putting these images down. Mm. It can sometimes be easier for them yeah. to actually visualize it because that ultimately yeah. that's what you're doing with your I am statements. You're visualizing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. And and it's through that visualization that you can make it that reality. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Great idea that. You can. It's like a plan again, isn't it? It's like you know if you've got a, if you've got if you're setting a business up business plan goals yeah. milestones where i want to be what i want to do you know if you how much i want to sell this year or you know how many if you're a estate agent how many houses i want to sell if you yeah. you know if you're a striker how many goals i want to score etc etc you know how many assists so yeah goals are good aren't they yeah yeah goals are good but i think goals can sometimes be limited mm. um so goals are good as long as you're not too hard on yourself. So I prefer habits and tracking of habits right. rather than goals as such. They come yeah. from goals, but they're more habits. Yeah. So it, it's more a case of, right, in order to achieve this particular goal, yeah. um, I need to do X, Y, Z every day. So if it's... You want to be able to, I know, start a successful podcast, for example. What yeah. things do I need to do on a daily basis? Yeah. I need to make sure I'm up on time. I need to make sure that my equipment's good. I need to make sure that I've done my research. Then every night you're going back to your habit list and saying, right, yeah. have I done this? Yes or no? And it's then about also not being too harsh on yourself if the answer's no. Yeah. Because they're things that you're getting used to doing. Yeah. And for a habit to become a habit, you've got to do it consecutively for three yeah. days, uh, yeah. three months, so 90 days yeah. for that to be fully 100% instilled yeah. in your mind. It become it goes onto that autopilot. Yeah. You know, um, so I think if you can do something that's more trackable like yeah. that, yeah. you have more success mm. rather than goal planning saying this is my goal this is how I'm going to do it Mm. because you can write that and then what most people do is they go yeah I forgot about that 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't have a plan to get there where if you're yeah. doing what you're doing every day, yeah, or every you've week or every it. month, you, you tick like at a business, you'll have you know monthly targets and it's yeah. you know rather you'll have an annual target, but then you'll break the annual target down into months and you probably even break it down into weeks because that's the easiest. It's like you know eating a eating an elephant or whatever. So you know you you know break it down into small bits and it's easier to consume. If you see this big thing in front of you, you think there's no way I can handle that. But if you break that down into every week, it then becomes, oh, that, that's actually, all I have to do is hit X number of pounds a week and yeah. I'm there. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you then take it back to terms of, of football, it may be that on a daily basis, you want to be spending five, ten minutes kicking a ball. You don't have yeah. to be a specific drill or anything like that. It's just you are interacting with a ball for yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. And actually, when you start saying oh, 10 minutes a day, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah. can do that yeah. after school, yeah. after work. That's not going to eat into my evening or, no. you know, take up my social yeah. life. But you're doing it every day. And yeah. before you know it, that those small habit. 10 minute chunks mm -hmm. do add up. And it becomes a habit. And you're doing it, it then. A habit. So you, you're not even thinking about it, are you? Right. I'm out. And you, before you know it, all oh, right, I didn't even think about that. It, but then going back to that, when we thought about, people being on autopilot that's like a positive autopilot isn't it it is it is and and i think that that's kind of almost going full circle there's nothing wrong with autopilot but i think when you do those check-ins and yeah. the audits yeah. on your life you can yeah. see areas where actually maybe we need to take our foot off the autopilot a little bit yeah. instill new habits that help yeah. us get to our yeah. goals which yeah. is the growth mindset and when they kind of get instilled they then go on to autopilot yeah 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 then yeah. you do your recheck and you go oh, okay that bit's yeah, all right yeah. now oh this yeah. bit maybe not so much now what's changed yeah. okay yeah 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 and, and yeah. the process starts again yeah. i think it's about remembering that you know as with life everything changes and evolves yeah. Yeah. and how you're feeling one one day to the next even it, yeah. it's always different isn't it yeah yeah you yeah. can't do these exercises once and that's it it it's part of yeah. who you yeah. are you have to yeah. do it regularly to keep checking in on yourself and making sure that you are achieving what you want mm -hmm. to achieve out of life and you know where to focus yeah it's like going to the gym isn't it you don't go to the gym once and become this you know, specimen of perfection, do you? You know, as you know, much as yeah, we all wish we would, as yeah. much as we would love to be, and that's the same with mental health, isn't it? And 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 being being a better version of yourself internally is just the same. You know, you 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 have to. It's hard, and I read. I think I read a phrase somewhere. You know, being overweight is hard. Being in shape is hard. Choose your hard. Being you know whatever you know pick certain things out but whatever you want to be is hard it's just got to choose what hard you want and most people default to the to what they think is the easy thing but it's actually mostly the hardest thing that's causing them more harm but it just goes down to education so just to then um finish then uh are there any specific or not specific but have you got any recommendations on phrases or affirmations that you would recommend for positive self-talk going back to what we spoke about do you know what i think for me it's that general phrase of i'm all right yeah yeah, yeah. i like myself if yeah. you're brave enough go as far as i love myself yeah 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 you know we all say yeah. i love you to someone 
whether yeah. that be mum, dad, you know, partners, children. Not many people say that to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if you can do that, that will change things for you yeah. in such a big way. Yeah. Um, and that I developed that skill from hearing an interview with Davina McCall. Right. And she went through the darkest days of her life and her drug addictions and everything else. Um, when she got um, her sponsor, her sponsor said, you've got to tell you, you know, try telling yourself you love yourself as you are. Yeah. yeah. And she said she couldn't do it. That She just cried constantly. Mm. And for me, I was like, hang on a minute. Are we? Are you talking about the same person? Because the Davila McCall I see on mm. TV is someone who is always strong and powerful. And, you know, she's done all these amazing mm. things, and yet she can't even do that. So for me, that was that reality check. Well, if she can't, I don't feel so bad if I can't. Yeah. Um, and and then, like I say, I started with the whole. Mm. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Don't, you don't need to yeah. physically change. You're all right as you are. Great that you've got these ambitions but you're all right. And mm. that then helped me stop being so negative and stop yeah. beating myself up again. Yeah. And then it turned into, yeah, I like myself. Actually, do you know what? Yeah. Damn right. yeah, I yeah, love myself. Yeah. I love yeah, who yeah. I am. I love my life. Yeah, I want to be 10 times better in certain areas. Yeah. I'm going to focus on getting those things. But I love who I am now. Yeah, I think actually it goes back to you probably you might not believe it at start, but if you keep telling yourself it, you will your brain you you. One thing I would brainwash yourself into believing in yourself, and then you will. I think everyone is so bombarded with negativity, whether yeah. we want it or not, because it's easier to give out. Yeah. The bullies on the playground, the teachers yeah. always shouting when you do something wrong. Yeah. You know parents moaning at you when you don't do things right at home yeah. i think we're, we're surrounded by it. you get it at work oh you've not hit your targets you know yeah. you've not done this you've not done that we very we're, we're very bad at not giving each other praise when we yeah, do things yeah. right yeah and actually i think that's the one area where football is getting slightly better than most yeah. places because there are more coaches now who yeah. do come across with that more yeah. well done Pats yeah. or, yeah. or those sorts of things rather than oh why'd you do that and not score yeah. the goal yeah 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 yeah. And all yeah, that. yeah yeah um so yeah it's it's that overall mindset and yeah. then creating your own i am statements from that yeah i think one, one quote that i'll i've always tried to keep is from Brené brown and it was talk to yourself like you do someone you love and it goes yes. back to what you were saying about your kids or your partner or your family or your friends you know and we, we all say nice things to other people but we don't Never often do it to ourselves do we so so hannah thank you so much that has flown i'm looking at time now it's, it's absolutely <laughs> flown um so thanks so much um That's all right. can we find you on social media etc etc yeah so um I'm on Facebook under HMMH Coaching. Yep. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Hannah Marriage. You're more than welcome to look me up. Uh, LinkedIn as well as Hannah Marriage. So. Brilliant. 
Well, I'll put the links to those on the podcast as well, so people can Perfect. find you there. Uh, Hannah, thank you. Thank you so much. Really loved that. Really appreciated it. The thing I'm taking away from that is the I am statements, and I'm going to start doing that again to myself. As uncomfortable as it's going to feel, I'm going to brainwash myself into believing in myself. Good for you. Thanks, Hannah. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care.